Welcome to the Art Burrito Podcast with Jason Wilkins. Life, art, marketing, and all the deliciousness in between. Here we go. Swedish for have your own podcast. <laughs> yeah, like when I went in to start to start this, I just literally went on the Amazon. I was like, okay, whatever's cheapest, and then that's what I'm doing. So, and then you just put it into that little guy. Yeah, you just plug it into whatever wow. you, whatever you want. Well, I had it over on my desk, and then I just recently moved it over here because they're just yeah. So everything just plugs in through USB to the laptop, right? And then you just dump it onto your thing, and it's actually all on. Uh, the software just captures it all and then it just goes out live just it's out. crazy well, yeah. whatever after after we're done and like an hour after we're done you'll edit out all the swear words and stuff no nope. swearing is, is allowed fucking right yes on, there you I go like to swear okay good yeah and we're live so we were live 40 seconds ago oh good and that's what i like to do <laughs> that works fine for me oh, okay so i i forgot to get our beers out so uh you what i usually do is have people talk about like their origin story um where you're from first i was an x-men but then i switched over to no, yes that would be so cool you should just go with by that x-men you should go with that um so you you talk about yourself for two minutes i'm gonna grab us a beer do you like do you like light beer or do you like dark beer uh or do all, you care it's all from publican house it's all from it? publican I, I used to like their square nails. Okay. If you have one of Got those. It. I haven't had one of those in a long time. I do. So so you go talk. I'm going to get beer. Okay. I'll talk. So I, I my original parents are from the Marvel Universe, but I'm yes. part of. <laughs> That's no, I, I'm just kidding. I, I, I came to P- Peterborough in 2001. We moved back to the area in 99. We were in Orono. And at that point, I'd been painting for almost 10 years i think and then here we are 20 almost 20 years later in peterborough nice but i've been uh self-taught okay that was another question yeah, i didn't know I where your where that came from lots of trouble in in school yeah uh, you know just the usual that's a common like, story for people who have some kind of talent or like uh talent i i, I call it a proclivity to not give a shit what someone has to tell me about how things go <laughs> good even better it's not a talent it's just work right? okay so we'll open these up oh okay. so that's what we do in we, stereo there you go okay and uh, we've got this far we're two minutes in and i haven't even introduced you so everybody um sorry i'm gonna cut you off this is the art burrito podcast this is episode 26 and uh uh i have on the show john Kleimanhag. and uh it's really awesome to have you here because we were just saying before we started like uh again the reason they do the podcast is sit down with people who had never really sit down with like we know each other yes. but we don't like know know each other no so um we don't even have like friends in common not really i don't have any friends yeah <laughs> do you know what do you no, have no. time for it no no i don't really either i, I have one a, or two that you know that i keep in touch with that's well because you've got a young young kids well, right? so when a, you have when you have young kids we uh-huh. had a really tight friend group with mm-hmm. uh, because the kids had friends and yeah. we were lucky. We had a really great, yeah. now that the kids are older. You know what else happens when you get a divorce? Oh, yeah. You kind of lose some of that. That happens, too. Yeah, we, we're still together. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. How long? Jeez, it's going to be 28 years. Woo! Yeah, I think she gets a medal. Congrats. Like, every year, I should make a medal <laughs> yeah. to put on top of the last one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Heidi and I have been married uh, coming up on six years. And uh, 
Same. Even six years, I say she deserves something. Yeah. Well, we put them through something, don't we? It's like, a stupid, this is the stupidest lifestyle choice. It right? is. In North America uh-huh. to be anything artistic mm-hmm. or creative. Mm-hmm. Stupid. It is. Because nobody cares, really. Nobody really cares. Even, no, even, even though social media makes you think people care, they really don't care. There's a heroism to being able to press like. Oh, man. No kidding. And then, and then yeah, we're, we were setting ourselves up for uh, nothing. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. Nope. There's zero clue. Yeah. Zero Two, clue. 2008 was a, was a pretty good wake-up call for anyone in the, uh, oh, man. the lower, <laughs> lower end of the art world. Yes. <laughs> the market disappeared for like five years. Yeah. Yeah. At that time, I, I was still working in a call center. So I was out of the arts oh, almost entirely. You were lucky. You had a you had a, something to fall. Back. I had well, I I wasn't even I was in that was all I was doing at the time. So yeah, and then we got I think the call center went through something where it was going to close, but it didn't or whatever. But yes, I was in. I had a job, job at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I was living on selling paintings. So so I, people are like. Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> because we cannot like buy it. Like 2007 was yeah. like a stellar year, right? Mm-hmm. I had a big show and like, you know, one of those big public shows. And then I had uh, sales, like private sales to people for yeah. what I thought was a lot of money at the time. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm like, awesome. Yeah. Yes. This is a good year. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next year it was just. Oh man. So what do you do? Not a crushed crickets. What eat, do you do at that Eat point? crickets. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. You just, you keep working. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Sell smaller paintings. You just do what you can. And and even even now, when I have no idea what's coming in the, the next month, mm-hmm. that's that's exactly what I do. You just you just head down and work. Yep. And you just you just keep trying to put stuff out there. The the only thing that I've noticed as a as a is that anytime I've needed mm-hmm. Like actually needed, like oh, oh, I'm boned if I don't come up with a sale for yep. this this week, right? And yep. that's it. It's always week to week. As, yes, yeah. Uh, it something comes up, so the universe steps in as long as I keep working. But the minute I start dicking around and I oh, I better go and I'll apply to this and I'll try to get a show here and I'll drive a bunch of crap down to this gallery. I'll do whatever. Uh, the minute I start doing that, I, I'm I'm away from my work yeah and then it doesn't work out usually <laughs> isn't that amazing we're aligned that way 100 percent. that's what, how i find everything happens i'm like oh shit like okay so i'm finished all the stuff i had to do i have zero lined up now what and then oddly stuff starts here to it come. comes yeah it's weird how that works out now that's also like we've put in the time so you know there work we're kind of out there and somewhat established ish yeah. So we people know of us and know where to reach out, but yeah. But still, but those then, things happen. But then even the the idea of reaching out, like what what are they reaching out to mm-hmm. or for? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. Um. So you are, you're self taught. Yep. Okay. So what from a young age was it there, or did it develop later? Uh. The interest in drawing, the love of drawing was yeah. always there. Yeah. Yeah. Like from as early from, as I can remember, it's drawing. Uh, yeah. I was really into like quartz crystals and, and, uh, for some reason, hot rod cars. With, oh yeah. With the, with the, the hood up so you could see <laughs> that is awesome. Terrible drawings of them. But yeah. Yeah. Then the quartz crystals I got really into with like using rulers to do these hexagonal see-through. Yeah. Shapes. So did you ever toy with the idea of doing like technical, like because when I went to school for illustration, there was technical and interpretive. Mm-hmm. So 
we had to step up after the initial year to a podium, no joke, and choose how our life was going to go. So I chose, <laughs> so I had to ask my mom, I'm like, I said, what should I do? Like there's jobs in technical, mm-hmm. like you can work for Bombardier and design the insides of snowmobiles, or you can go interpretive, which is no one knows what the fuck they're going to do for money right. after you graduate. Everyone knew that. Yeah. So my mom said, do whatever you think you're going to enjoy. So I chose interpretive. Um, but I could have done technical, like, so uh, you could have also gone that way when with, or. Yeah, but you'd have to want to do that. Mm -hmm. I like, again, this is, I'm like six, Mm -hmm. seven, Mm -hmm. eight. Right. So by the time I'm in grade seven, I'm thinking somewhere between designing zoos for a living (laughs) and, and, uh, and maybe cartooning. Yeah. Yeah. Those are what I was interested in at that point. And then it, and I was also into music on this, like sort of, I had yeah. kind of two pronged approach, a blitzkrieg yeah. of the art. <laughs> <laughs> so if, you know, I, I, by the time I think I was in grade nine or 10, I was still drawing and painting all the time, yeah. not painting as much, but like watercolor stuff, yeah. I guess, and sort of more illustrative than, right. than painterly. Yeah. But that's sort of par for the course, I think yeah. at that age, because you're, you know, I notice with the students that I've had, young guys, young kids will really love to draw and yeah. and paint equally as as vivid and lusciously, right? And yeah. then they get to about 12, 13, and the painting, what they want out of painting changes in their head yes. so much that they, they shy away from it and stick to drawing because they've got lots of control over it. Right. And then it comes back later, I think, towards being, oh, I can accept that the brush isn't going to do yeah. this or that the same way. So, But they does. know for sure, okay, I can draw. So there, yeah. we'll stick with that. And we'll stick with that. Yeah. yeah. And there's these outside forces that when you're like, like Avery, who's 14, like there's all this stuff like anime and all this other stuff that oh, they're, yeah. they're bombarded with. Yep. So they're like, oh, I, I know that. I can draw that. Yep. So that's what they gravitate to sometimes, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, so you, did you have any previous jobs or did you just dive in? Like, were you just... Pre- were previous you, jobs. Like, yeah, I've had shitty jobs Okay, all okay, the time. okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's all good. That's No, I, yes, like, I agree. I'll work in a kitchen because when I leave the kitchen at the end of my shift, yep. I don't go home and go, oh, geez, did I wash those dishes right? Did I... Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. They were done properly. Everything's mm-hmm. done. I, was, I ended up, like, cooking because I did yeah. too well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I didn't care about like the pressure of it because yes. I all I was concerned with is I'm not going to poison anyone. <laughs> the food has to be cooked properly and look good yeah. when it goes out. I'm not a chef. Yeah. And yeah. So I didn't have any problem with the wait staff. If someone actually sent something back, which was rare, yeah. uh, I just made it again and sent it back out without, yeah. you know, so, right. yeah. so then I ended up like, well, in a sh- position where I'm having to do shifts more frequently yes. <laughs> on the line because yeah. It was just easier to have me there than somebody else who had more invested in it. Yeah. I was yeah. a donut baker. Donuts would be awesome, right? When I, was, I, when I was young, well, just before art school, that's what I did. And <laughs> uh, um, that was actually one of one of the best times I almost ever had was, was doing that. Like, I loved it. I loved it. And it is those jobs, even if you love it or, or hate it, where I've had stuff that I've really hated. But you come off those thinking, oh, holy shit, like I'm not doing, that's something I can never do again. Okay, now I no. know. Now I know. Yeah, yeah. Like I that's... did. I did factory work at uh, Dupont for a few weeks <laughs> during a strike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was scab labor. That was ugly. Nobody, yeah. nobody likes a scab. <laughs> uh, and I was like, well, I need the money. And yep, my dad had worked for the company for years, so I sort of felt, uh, yep, you know, it was okay to be there. But the guys who worked there said no. 
yeah. it's not okay for you yeah. to be here. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, janitor. I was a janitor at a private school. Yeah. Uh, for quite a while. Um, what else? Lumber yards, farms. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever you can do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. I've thought. I think about it all the time. Like, you know what? If I have a, if I have a down month. I don't. I have zero problem jumping into something for a bit. Hmm. Like, whatever. I don't care. Well, right now, minimum wage is fifteen bucks an hour. That's thirty grand a year. That's more than I make. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. Like, whatever. But, but you, really, like, do you feel like you're built? to do what you do as a painter like the or have you just kind of become accustomed to it like you know what i mean because i i always say this this like you you said at the beginning this is not meant for everybody like it's absolutely not you have to be a little bit crazy um you have to be prepared to accept what comes yeah exactly um and that's not part of our if you look at the system we're a part of and and how it uh how it how it teaches the young people mm-hmm. and how like just how capitalism works is yeah. you have a, a trajectory and if you follow the trajectory yeah you'll make it unless there's something horribly wrong with you and that means you just need to get a different product into your into your sphere and then you'll be okay right? exactly it's like mm, exactly no. <laughs> yeah 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 well i've always kind of felt like if like if you don't give up and you just kind of keep going and going one or two things will happen you'll break through and you know, some cool things will happen with mm. you or you do actually come to a realization where, okay, this is not probably going to happen. Um, and then maybe either, like you said, like diverge your course a little bit and start testing things or so have you ever come to that kind of like point where you're like, okay, like I'm your work's like super incredible, but have you ever been like, yeah, this is now not, this is not, I'm not feeling this anymore. Like should now I want to try something diverge a little bit, try something else or like, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I change what I'm painting quite frequently. Like, I mean, I have, you do you know, yeah. people recognize, Oh yeah, you're the guy who does the landscapes or you're, you know, now well, the hockey things are being more interesting. To yeah. People, right. Yeah. But I mean, I, I have bodies of work that are sitting in shelves that nobody's seen just yeah. because I, I explored that for a year. Yep. And then it's, it sits like percolates for a little bit and then I might come back to it. I might. Yeah. So I, I think we have different, slightly different things where I have this, uh, like paintings are, are sort of considered differently than, than a caricature sketch. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I, I don't consider them good, bad, and different. They're just, I get it. But, but other people will be like, Oh, well that's a painting. Well, that's for something special. They wouldn't just go and necessarily get one. Yep. I, I don't know. It's so yes. Yeah. Um, it's not the same type of product yes. in the end. In, yep. And I think it's more in the mind of the viewer yeah. rather than me. Yeah. I, I have, see like when I see you do these, these whole rooms, yeah, that's like turning the room into a sculpture. Right. Right. That's way more interesting to me, like a big mural type thing. Right. Right. Well, I have, I actually wrote it down because, um, Cause I didn't want to forget to say it, but <laughs> <laughs> as I do with all my stuff, cause my brain is like, you know, when you reach like, you know, Sharpie mush. <laughs> yeah. Literally. I think that's, that's happened in the fact. Um, but fine, fine artist, you would call yourself a fine artist. I guess. Just a painter. Just a painter. Yeah. Um, I find it super intimidating, like talking to people like you, because I always feel like there's much, there's, 
way deeper meaning and like substance to what you guys do. You Wouldn't know what that I mean? Be awesome. I don't think so. I though. just yeah. feel like there is. What's like, the difference between this and the Lascaux caves, right? Other than forty five thousand years, <laughs> I. I don't know. Like I, I'm being serious. I wouldn't have an answer for that. But what? There's no yeah. difference. I'm I'm one prong yeah. of painting, which got turned into things you can move around. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Yeah, but I always feel like I don't know. There's like, uh, like even even the hockey ones you've done where there's like this crazy movement and like action and in it and like the approach uh, you took on those and like. It just blows my mind. Like those are kind of things that I'm like, wow. So it's now, now there's a difference there that the, the difference though, is that I, I am really fascinated by, uh, by quantum mechanics and philosophy and mm. art history things. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, cubism and stuff like that, I think is incredible. And so I yeah. try to understand it. So, yeah. I, so when I'm making paintings, sometimes it's a fairly traditional straight on, you know, using perspective mm -hmm. to make a scene that has a foreground, a middle ground, a background. Yeah. And they're, they're existentially accurate depictions of the world we all experience. Uh -huh. right? But then I think, well, what else can be in there? What if, what if that's not the way space is? So in the right. hockey paintings, I'm trying to have two or three perspectives at once, which is kind of like what, like cubism it's a, it's in the, yes. in, in the world of cubism, but not, not as good. Yeah. No, super, <laughs> like about, super awesome. Yeah. So when you look at a hockey painting that I've done, it's, it's trying to include different viewers in, in it as well as just like, I don't know, there's something yeah. about hockey that I found fascinating in, in the, the improvisational level of of the the sport and yeah. that speed is like phenomenal like jazz really yeah and so it's some kind of a language that people aren't seeing as a language yet yeah so it's amazing because when i you i'm not sure how long it's been now since you first put them out there it's been a little bit maybe but a couple of years i think yeah. yeah when i first saw those come out <clears throat> they like caught my eye immediately and you know what i found myself doing is i uh, imagining how the scene would play out right like yeah. so i would look at them and be like Oh, okay. So this guy's going over here. It was almost like it was a moving picture. And that, I mean, you like, that's amazing that you can accomplish that. Right. By yeah, in, suggesting in it. painting, it's, it's ridiculous that, uh, and that's again, for me, I believe painting is uh, a, a valuable and important language that, yeah. that has been, you know, kind of usurped by just making it into things about money. Yep. Uh, which yep. you know yes i have to make money so i'm i'm on a sword there and i i don't like that feeling it's, yeah, right it, i don't my ass isn't tight enough to sit on it very yeah. comfortably right? <laughs> i get cut every once in a while <laughs> but uh the to be able to find a way to make that language do more than it had uh -huh. that's what i that's kind of my excitement okay yeah and that's just uh, like i mean i've been at it you know i'm older than you Right. Oh, yeah. so, I don't even know. Sorry. Oh yeah, I know. Okay. I can tell. I'm looking across. You you got like eight eight white hairs. Oh, I got lots. I got more more uh, more black. I got than you have. Oh, white. give me two years. No, yeah, no, no, no. It's coming on fast. I'm, I'm going furious. on to 52 this year, right? So oh, big deal. So I'm getting up there. I'm 43 but, next month. Well, that's uh, nine more years. Yeah. I I learned a lot in the last nine years. I didn't think I would. Right. So I was good. There's lots yeah. to look forward to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say the last year and a half for me has been a lot of learning. Like just as you try get set up and do something different and like you're in like fast forward mode. Yep. 
Like it's crazy. But I'm really lucky right now is that I do have time to think about what I'm doing. Yeah. So I can, you know, I've got time during the day where I can just sit there and go, yeah, what, what am I doing here? Okay. Not, not that that's always comfortable thinking. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, this has been a horrible mistake. What have I done? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, yeah. but. Oh yeah. Just, I, I think we all going go anyways. through that. My God. And that's something else I had down was like, when you hit those roadblocks, as we all do, like we're, you know, not everything comes easy. What do you do? Do you, do you actually sit down and, and mull it over or do you wait for stuff to kind of, Oh, okay. My, microdosing. No, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> you just, you just, you, you gotta, you know, I, I, that's where I have, uh, rage is like a pretty valuable fuel if you use it well. Mm-hmm. I, unfortunately, uh, I may have spread it out too thinly on different things. Right. that didn't need it. Right. Uh, but, if you can channel it back against yourself yeah. and against, because the voice in yourself that says, Oh, that sucks. This is terrible. Burn that sucker, punch that one in the face and make, and just keep going. I love that. Okay. Cause I <laughs> preach that all the time. I always, it's like a muscle, right? You got to flex it. So I, I'm always doing that. Always, always reversing the dialogue. Be like, yeah. you know, this is not good enough. Okay. Let's play that back. And like, let's correct this. Yeah. Cause that's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, you just fuck you or yeah. whatever, whatever that voice is. You yes. Say, no, fuck you. I'm going to just keep going. I'm just going to keep doing and it. You're going to, you're along for the ride. You sucky little piece yeah. of shit. Enjoy. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And, and you can hear it crying. Oh, oh yeah. But I, but, but I really want to creep back in there. Yeah. 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 Um, so social media, uh, like, you're a master of that. I've noticed. <laughs> well, but not. I don't know a damn thing about it. I have like an Instagram account, and that's it's it. a it's a very much a love hate. So, <laughs> like, I have to do it. I have to do it. It's just my work lends itself to that really well. It just it works really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you do you see yourself kind of like diving in anymore? Well, because uh, you are you are on there. It's I'm not like you're there. not on there. No, no, I'm on there. But yeah. I, like, I don't really know anything about. And I, it was funny because I, I had I had uh, reached out to you before and said, "Hey, can you tell me about like this thing right. or this thing?" Right. Yeah. So here we are. I can ask you. Yeah. Uh, like even little things like that. You know, you keep getting these pop up ads that say, uh, "You know, put this 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 is doing like eighty five percent better than all your other posts," which is bullshit. Yes. Then I'll look at them. And go wait a minute. If yeah. I, if I look at this yeah, one, yeah, only yeah. has forty likes, and that one has like. I ignore those. So, so it's just trying to make, make you spend money, but do they do anything if you do boost a, a a post? A hundred percent. So I, I, uh, the last year, um, so on Instagram, I'll throw some money at something. So say there's a post that goes up like a time-lapse of me doing one of these murals. Yep. Um, I will put it up on Instagram and you pick a category and you throw some money at it. Um, so you can pick say seven days and your total budget say is $300. Okay, so say you want to spend three hundred bucks total. Yeah, it it'll give you the kind of the reach. So ten thousand, five thousand, whatever, eighty thousand, whatever. Crazy. You, you pick the city, you pick the demographic, you pick their interests, mm-hmm. and then you send it out. Now I've wasted. There's been months where I wasted like six hundred dollars because <laughs> I put money because I, re- I can't do that because <laughs> I because I really put like on good months. Okay, yeah. Let's not get crazy. But on good months, I, okay, I'll, this is a good month. I'm going to throw extra money at uh, my marketing. Um, it's You don't know. There's no way to tell if it's going to work. Now, um, I've had some of my biggest jobs, though, come from those. Mm-hmm. Like the one I did for um, H&M in, in their store downtown. Yep. They just saw an ad and they're like, hey, you want to come in and do a mural? Like, 
just or three weeks later so, someone will say so does that monetarily though does that make up for three months worth of not like of having thrown oh hell oh hell yeah out? yeah oh yeah 100 okay. percent. that's that's the key right there it's a good yeah. point right because you don't want to you know you get a 200 dollars job and you <laughs> spend like 600 yeah. it doesn't make it makes no sense yeah my goal is to get the larger jobs from those right yeah um and i and i and i target it that way but you and i can we can i have no like we should sit down and talk yeah, about yeah, it. okay um but it is, um, long story short, like super beneficial. Okay. Now I wonder if that's the, the nature of our, right. our, our things being maybe a little bit different in that mm. respect. I don't know if that, but would I be could the see, same. oh man, I but could, can you imagine like the Maple Leafs should have a fucking painter? Okay. I mean, maybe not them cause you know, but that's the thought process. Boston, fuck, can you imagine Boston or Philadelphia right now? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I've I don't know. Anyways, hockey, I don't know. Yeah. But it's that thing where they skate, <laughs> but I do have, I'll go into that in a sec. I do have okay. a relationship with hockey, but not, I'm not super interested, but, um, uh, but your, your paintings, the, especially those ones, yeah. specifically those ones, I, oh my God, you could target, I don't know. You could put corporate, you could put uh, retail someone in a owns a retail store a big yeah. retail store could be like oh shit man we want you to do five paintings for our store yeah do you do murals by the way i could do that because you could do murals yeah they just blow them up just right? blow them up yeah. so there's massive benefit there yeah like 100 percent. yeah um it's funny i was talking to sid yesterday about hockey i don't know how it got brought up but um <laughs> i said my only my only uh, connection to hockey is we would go to the cottage and my papa, my grandpa would, so first thing you do, come in, turn on the fire, turn on the lights, turn on the water, turn on the TV, watch news for a bit, and then hockey. Yeah. Right? So then you sit down with a beer, settle in for the night and watch hockey. So I would sit on the back couch and draw. and um, But I would hear the hockey. So yeah. it, it lulled me. Like it became this thing where it was just, super soothing yes. so i could draw to it right <laughs> even the yelling and screaming like yeah. at the tv loved it loved it but i was never like if you asked me who was on i'd be like oh they're wearing a blue jersey that's cool yeah. like i don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. No, that's cool but um part of the reason why your the your hockey paintings kind of resonated with me was like twofold that way like obviously super interesting to look at and beautifully painted and then i have those like memories right so I think that's also a key thing to art. Like yeah. just, just like, you know, people just, it's like music. Like when you hear the song that you heard like 15, 20 years ago, yeah. you associate stuff with it. Right. And that, there's another one of those swords, those fine edge swords, right? Cause I yeah. don't want to, I don't want to make, uh, paintings that are, uh, totally nostalgia, uh, right. Like sitting only in nostalgic things, right. but, but you definitely have to pull, uh, mm -hmm. of someone's memories forward. Yes. And put them in that moment, like this moment yeah. now, right? You're, um, I, so I was, I've always been afraid of color. Like before I, before I went to art school, I didn't touch color at all in my, in my art zero. I was too afraid of it. And then, you know, when I went to school, they strip you down and build you back up. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. they're like, you zero, you actually know nothing. And, and now we're going to teach you. So I did color theory. And then, uh, so did you find that helpful? I don't know. Because I've I've never studied color. Maybe theory. subconsciously. All I like, did was look. I don't know. I I my palette. You can like look around. Like it's black. And then sometimes I'll, well, my illustration stuff is entirely different. But still, the palette's not. I don't use any crazy colors. 
So that, I don't either. So that stuff fascinates me because I don't think uh, I was looking at one. Um, I can't remember. I was going to pull the name up, but it was a sunset, I think. And the colors are just like you, like they pull you in. So you feel like you're, you're there. You look like it's beautiful. So how, and by the way, we have to take a break in two minutes. Okay. This thing cuts off on yeah, it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. How did you, you're self-taught. So what is it just learning to see, I guess, kind I guess of thing. So. Yeah, I don't know. And just it's, years all, of... it's all been paying attention to what color is it that I'm seeing? How mm-hmm. do I get that color? Yeah. And working until I had that color and then putting it in and then figuring out, oh, if I tweak all these colors up a little bit, yeah. like if the sky looks right. kind of yellow, we'll make it fucking yellow, right? That's what I always used to tell my students. Yeah. If you think you're at a point where it looks good, go up with one, two more. Yeah. Like and exact. contrast is another one. Yeah. Uh, line work when you have lots of black lines, yep. it tends to separate all the colors. Yes. So if because I don't have a black line between my red and my yellow, yes, and the dark bluish gray, for some reason that that that's something else that yeah, fascinates me. Big, There's so many artists out there. Like I I rely on my that's my crutch is my black line. If I'm doing an illustration, I'm mm-hmm. like black line. Let's color it in. <laughs> yeah. But there's a lot of artists, tons like. Uh, illustrators who there's no black in their work it's just all they they define things perfectly just through the color and i i need to take a whole another lesson on that just look at someone just like take matisse for example yeah and just study him at night just study his his paintings because he does have all the lines yeah but they're they're not necessarily black i just started doing some of that with my digital stuff and and uh I, I love how it looks, right? Because I, I, I think, anyways, you would find a lot of uh, uh, parallels, yeah, with, with what he's done and what you could do, yeah, if you want to color. Cool. We're gonna take a quick okay. break. Yoga master. He's like seventy-two years old. Oh he's yeah, dynamite guy. Man, he's have so you done beautiful. life? Have you done life drawing? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so this, these on the wall here were the first. And we're recording too, by the way. Yeah. The um on the wall here were my first life drawings in ten years, maybe maybe longer. Oh, they look good. And um, uh, it was really hard. Like I found it really hard. But I remember our life drawing instructor used to say, "If you can draw the human body, you can draw anything. Like you can, yeah, like anything from nature you can find in." in and vice versa, if you can draw an apple, you can draw a human body. Right. Like. <laughs> and you draw it well, yeah. But exactly. we, we have all this uh, psychological baggage that comes on to doing a face versus doing an apple. Oh, yeah. Right? Right. But if you break it down, it's the same thing. I'm looking at how does light fall on that, right? Yes. It's like when I, when I say to people, like when I'm drawing a character live even, and I'm trying to piece together the face a little bit, they're like, you know, this is awkward, whatever. I said, you don't understand. Like, it sounds impersonal. I'm not looking at you. Like, I'm mm-hmm. looking at the lines and the shapes, yeah. and it's like a puzzle. You just kind of yeah. bring it together. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. It's like the, it's like anything. It's really just... And that's what's so strange uh, when you do uh, figure drawings. Because, you know, when I was yeah. like 17, 18, I thought, oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, art school. And Yeah, and then, it was, it was and then crazy. you're in the real thing, and you're like, oh, man, this is, like, so hard. It's really hard. Not in the way I thought it was going to no. be. No. Yeah. I remember first life drawing class in art school. Everyone's, like, just, like... <laughs> so incredibly uncomfortable and then uh we used to get the weirdest uh, models in so they bring their own props and like do they do weird shit and it made it really fun (laughs) made it really fun yeah um so how do you develop this is kind of a hard one because i wouldn't i'm not sure i'd know how to answer this one how do you develop an idea so 
Microdosing. No, no. <laughs> Please tell me that's true. <laughs> it really should be true. It should be, but it's not. Oh, okay. Okay, go. How do you have an idea? Yeah, like like what? So it well, depends on your foundation. Okay, well, we'll just use the hockey ones because I love okay. them so much. So here's the trick with hockey. Uh, they are all about the same Trojan horse that all of my other experiments in oil painting have been about for the last 20 years, mm -hmm. which is how do I invent or how do I depict the space that we invent every moment of our waking lives? Okay. So in that instance, it's hockey that I'm using as the subject. Yeah. But but the 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 hypostasis of it all is yeah. space, right? Right. So quantum mechanics is telling us that there is no no emptiness between me and you. There's there's more massive, less massive, more massive again. And right. those that that area is entangled as a particle here and somewhere at the outside of an expanding universe. Okay. Oh so uh, all that sounds heavy. And this is what I'm talking about. This is why I'm intimidated, John. <laughs> well, but, but see, this is this is I, it, right? What I do, I <laughs> I draw lines with Sharpie. <laughs> but you're creating a space. I know. It's and just, you're using one particular geometry. It's so that's fascinating all. to me. I just love it. So sorry, keep going. That's it, though. Like yes. so, you're using one one particular geometry, right? And I'm trying to use some ideas about other geometries to kind of invent a geometry, right? Which is, I think, ultimately what we are all doing anyways. Mm -hmm. So you have uh, Euclidean perspective, which gets introduced in the 1460s, let's say, okay. uh, in, in Europe. So everybody starts doing this thing that looks, uh, you know, foreground, middle ground, background. Right, yeah. And you also have a thing like the, the church saying, fuck, that's awesome. It looks exactly like real life. Yeah. And all the guys who had been doing what you would call like spaces of meaning where the, the most important figure in the painting is huge yep. and then a couple of little ones and then another one. Yep. So it's all about size. Scale dictates the importance. That's right. So yeah. it's not space the way we had it. Yeah. So the church then goes, all right, we're only going to hire people who can do this new kind of space. Right. And all those other people we lose from history. Yeah. So there had been all these inventions before the Renaissance appears. Yeah. And of course, now it turns out all of those, that, that type of space comes from China. They had used it in the 1200s and abandoned it by the time they were giving it out to the rest of the world. Yeah. With a map of the entire world. Wow. So there's all kinds of, like Europeans, right? I don't know why they maintain this lie. Right. That, that we found, that Europeans found the new world. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. we fucking know it wasn't them, right? Right, right. <laughs> but anyways. So that type of space, part of the problem there is that type of space is perfect for a, an institution that wants to have everything be either right or not right. Okay. right? So you're either, you see it this way and it's perfect mm. and anything outside of that doesn't get included in their worldview anymore. So oh. there's that type of space. My mind is blown. So if you want to have a different type of space, right, yeah. we go through and we see cubism and things like that start to change that they even say and manet first are changing yeah. they're looking at this table and going huh when i look through here yeah where the table enters the can if it were a straight line yeah it does one thing but where it actually comes out of the can and where it goes in it wouldn't be a straight line yeah it's it's slightly broken because my eyes have to move right so they start including how they actually see the world back into their paintings people go nuts that's yeah. stupid it doesn't look right you've fucked all, all the perspectives fucked up you guys suck yeah and they say no that's how it actually looks and they keep going and now they break down the entire geometry of 400 years of seeing the world and then physics 
steps in at the same time and says, actually, you know, that cubism where they take multiple vantage points and put them in simultaneously. That, that is exactly what Einstein's relativity is saying. Right. It's all, it's all completely relative. There is no right place to be standing to witness the universe. Yeah. So that's how you develop an idea. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, so, John. So <laughs> you just apply that to painting. <laughs> right. A, a hockey game. Right? Holy shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, when you put it that way. I mean, it's No, like, it's amazing. I didn't just pull it out of my ass. I've been thinking about it for a long time. But, well, yeah. <laughs> you're, thinking, you're thinking about stuff. I'm over here like, you know, just doodling shit. <laughs> but that's all I'm doing as well. That's I'm just crazy. doodling shit with paint in a, yeah. in a slightly different geometry. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And because it's a slightly different geometry, it has some novelty. And I have noticed that uh, it seems to be more interesting because it does somehow uh, include more from the viewer's life. Yeah. Which is curious. I don't know why it does that. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> so I'm still studying that. <laughs> I'm that, reading all these. That, one French philosopher, this guy, Gilles Deleuze, I'm right into him and uh, trying to figure out these all these multiplicities and like it's it's always heavy 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 silly okay so (laughs) next little question what do you have what's coming up like are you you working on another body of work like that kind of thing uh well i'm i've got a couple of different things on the go i'm I'm trying some uh animations with oil paintings as the as the 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 image oh so i want to try some of those um but how are you doing that so you're painting the so you're painting making a whole bunch of paintings and then okay. using them as like twenty of those per second per frame, right? That is incredible. Will be this bizarre. So that's what I'm yeah. right there. Social media friendly. <laughs> yeah, that right would there. be a good one. Yeah, that would be incredible. Yeah, because it's not like a. It's I don't know what what you would do with it, but oh, who knows? I don't really. Someone care out there is looking for. Some, looking yeah, that's for what it. I need is like someone who is like an evil monetary genius who will screw me out of millions listen, and leave man, me with only listen, what I need to survive. No, there is someone out there that wants that right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, that number again five 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 seventy five seventy five. That's super exciting i can't wait to and see a whole that. bunch of musical things i'm still working on like little compositions where uh taking some of the things that music does and trying to invert them or just take away like the repetitive nature of music like because we use repeats to uh in music a phrase will get repeated yeah and i'm just like okay well what if we take away all of the surety all of the certainties so there's yeah. nothing you can actually predict not that i don't want to make noise yep right yeah and, and hockey is the same weird thing is how do these guys predict what's going to happen? How are they able to improvise at that speed, right? At 20 miles an hour, a puck leaves a stick at 80 miles an hour and hits another stick on without anybody meaning that to have happened. And then they all have to adjust to that. That's incredible. It's phenomenal. When you think of it that yeah. way. Yeah. Wow. It's fucked. I can barely skate. Right. So <laughs> when I see these guys so doing that, it's like, holy shit. Yeah. It's so, cool. That is super cool. And it's a language. It's like ballet. If ballet is a language, mm-hmm. right, which everybody it says it is, yeah. well, then hockey is one too. And that's where we get into big trouble because the art world and the jock world, oh, no, they will meet. Oh, What will happen? Yes. And all us art nerds, oh, the big stinky guys who, <laughs> oh, no. Right? It's yeah. fun. Oh, 100%. So that's what I found with the, with the hockey paintings is hilarious is that art people can appreciate the art of it. But I think there's something in the back of their mind, like, ah, oh, fuck, it's hockey. I don't want to like it. 
And the hockey people are even worse because they're like, well, if that was Toronto, I'd buy that. And I'm like, ah, oh, you're fucking lying because there's one with Toronto in it and there's another one and there's another <laughs> one and you didn't buy it. So shut up. Yeah, yeah. Those were, so where did those, where did those, I know you were doing something with them though. Like you had them displayed somewhere. I can't remember what. Yeah, it was, there was, uh, the first show I had of those was actually in London, Ontario. Yeah. Uh, and then I had one at the Hunter Street Books yeah. for, for the summer yeah. last year, I think. Yeah. And then now there's going to be a show in Bancroft. Is awesome. that the right one? Bancroft? Yeah. yeah. Grand Bancroft's <laughs> yeah. nice. My cousins live there. It's it's a really super it's an nice art place. mecca from what I understand. Yeah. Well, is it? No, <laughs> no, I don't. Know. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. Know. I wouldn't even doubt it. I don't know. I want like uh, I, I want to get a show in Montreal, Philadelphia, Boston, New York. Right? Yeah. Get the original six towns. Yeah. Do you Toronto. do you have a gallery that you go like your go to that displays your stuff? I have a couple of places that show stuff for me. Yeah, yeah. But they're not. It's uh, I'm kind of like part of a a huge stable of people. So instead of, and there's another thing that's kind of different is that, um, everything's moved towards kind of a, uh, not to be crass, but like a, a, a department store approach where you have like 400 producers and everybody gets to put in two or three small things. Right. Yep. So you're, you're clamoring for attention with 1200 other objects. Yeah. And it's pretty easy to get lost. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I find that even on like, especially where my stuff lives on Instagram and wherever else yep. it's, you're just, there's a million and one. There's a spectacle, right? So yep. it's hard to stand out of that spectacle. And even if you did for a split second, yep. well, yeah, who cares? For me, it's about just content, putting it out, putting it out. Yeah. Putting it out. Do you, do you feel Is any- that not exhausting though? Do you not want to take like an hour a day just to sit back and think about, yeah, what am I doing? I have a problem with that. Because thinking, I thinking's no good. No, it doesn't really work for me. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, don't do it. Then. No, I do. I uh, I I put out my usual stuff that I'm comfortable just kind of doing on the fly, but then I have kind of like um, like long term kind of projects that I'm that I that I'm working on, and those are kind of where I put my thought. And it's, it it sounds it sounds gross that i don't put any thought into what goes on social media that's not true but um that stuff comes on slightly easier and especially with this kind of thing where it's just line i just throw down some lines and put it up and just see what happens i yeah. do it all the time i just like throw out see what sticks mm-hmm. and then if someone likes it cool if not i move on now does that dictate to you what you're going to work on next um sometimes well for example like my mural stuff mm-hmm. like when I started doing it in here mm-hmm. and then, it, and then I put some money behind it and started getting noticed a little bit and I'm like, okay, so the market likes it, excuse me. So then I'm going to put some time into it. So the market does dictate a lot of what I do because it's, it's just, so it's, that, but that's a, that's, that's a reverse of what I'm asking. I don't, okay. I don't mean, uh, if there's a market for it, you will do it. Right. Right. That's one way. That's yes. what you're describing. I mean, if, the, if you do something like let's say you suddenly started making potato figures and yes. everyone was like fuck that's awesome yeah but you thought it was funny at first and now all of a sudden everyone else is invested in them do you then go and make a bunch of these potato figures even though i hate it yeah no okay good yes so the market does not i won't say sac- no so okay, okay so yeah right so i i don't sacrifice that into things no i have to really love it so there is there is a combo there yeah so people okay. need to like it and i need to love it yeah so there has to be that going on Oh yeah, I'll easily drop something if I don't okay. like it, even if it's you know, uh, I'm on the on the on the edge of of that with character right now. 
where I'm like, man, I'm not loving it anymore. Like I like, it, I'll do it. I like it. And mm-hmm. especially for live event stuff, it's good. It allows me to come back to the studio and do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm moving on to other little things that I'm really loving more. And then that's kind of where, you know, where, you know, you have to follow that a little bit. Right. So what, what are you working on now just for yourself? Then? Uh, kids book. Cool. Uh, um, based off of something my daughter said. So it was one of the, it's funny. One of those things where it's like, you wait for something to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to force it. Right. Cause I wanted to do a kid's book forever. <laughs> and then she said something the other day. Um, and it was that it's the title of the book and it's just like, that's it. Cool. So you just kind of know. Right. Um, and then just kind of blowing up a little bit more of my mural stuff. Cause I'm really liking that. Um, and then who knows what else? I don't know. Yeah. But I just kind of see where things go. And yeah, it's, so. it's hard to decide what to do next. Like that's, I think that's the kind of the, the, the loneliest part of it, it is, is that, that you could do anything, but it's also so exciting so how do you decide there's no ceiling. There's literally, it sounds cliche. There's no limit. There's no nothing. It's you're, you are 150% limited to what you're thinking, right? Yeah. So getting even, even getting that to pass that point is sometimes hard where it's like, you know, again, you have to shut it down. Thinking about it doesn't work. Yeah. You have to like, I have to make paintings. Yeah. Yeah. When I get a project, like, like, um, even the Adidas one that I did, whereas like I was too much in my head at at the beginning because you're thinking, oh, you know, oh, cool. You know, this is a, a big big job it's kind of neat and then you're like will they like it oh maybe i should do this different Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay then i have to consciously i have to tell myself okay enough like you need to shut that part of your brain down and just do what you do and it will fall in line they like what you do they like what you do so just do it yeah and um i'm getting a little better at that but everything is a work in progress you know that that is a tough part of commissions i don't take them very often because that has been a big problem is that yeah i start second guessing or i do what i do and, yeah and for some reason that yeah because time they don't like it it's like well yeah because you're like to. yeah you want them just to be happy you want them to love it so then you feel that pressure right yeah. but they exactly like they come to you for a, for a reason right yeah so um uh what else do i have down here for you um it's tough balancing a family, I think, with all of this too, because you have the responsibilities of well, yeah, an income, and you don't want to fuck up their lives. That's a big one so, for me. Yeah, that's a pretty tough one, that's and a, that's a that's another lonely spot because uh, you know a lot of other people can just they can go to work and they can yeah. show up in less than ideal circum like my wife <laughs> you can and put I, in twenty percent some days and they still get hundred percent pay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. That's my wife and I have this conversation actually pretty often. And it's the part of it that I really enjoy because I know I, I work better off that kind of pressure. Um, because honestly, if it, if it were just me, I'm afraid, I think I would just sit around and like watch Netflix or really, <laughs> yeah. there, there is something in me that would, I would still do what I do, but really the fire comes from knowing that I have to, like provide i have to like there's no and i just i just know myself that's i would i would like to think that i would do it anyways but you're probably right (laughs) Mm. Mm. i i don't know i'm just kind of whatever i i could be totally wrong but i would love to think i would still be doing this and at the at the the kind of pace i'm doing it at but maybe not 
because yeah. everything I do, I feel like, I mean, I'm selfish because I love to do it and, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. Definitely having somebody like having my wife, Claire, like she uh, is there and we, you know, I've been fortunate enough to do what I do mm-hmm. to, to the extent that I do it. Mm-hmm. Knowing that, you know, if I fail miserably, yeah. I, well, I don't know. I, you know, I failed. You can fail that's pretty a, quick, but <laughs> and that's go. That's okay too. I don't know. It's I, nice to know that, that 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 there's a bit of a support yeah. network there. Like just our, our our unit is is pretty tight still. So. Oh man, I say it all the time. Uh, I don't know how, but yeah, Heidi just kind of lets me do whatever I want. Maybe because it's kind of reached a point where I can support us a little bit. But it's like, even if not, I think like you're, even early days when we we were just dating, like it's like early days being six years ago <laughs> where things started yeah. to kind of snowball, but yeah, lucky, yeah. lucky that way. Oh yeah, absolutely. You have to have that though. Oh man. Cause I would have called it probably lots of times. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think so. I would be like, okay, like no more drawing. This is, well, I would still do it, but not, you know, you reach a little bit higher when you know there's someone else someone is else. involved. Yeah. I, I think you're right. There's more risk, right? There's more, there's more has been ventured. Yeah. Like when I think of it that way, yeah, I've got, we, we, we have three kids mm-hmm. and uh, that's, that's a lot invested. Yeah. So that, again, there's that sword where on one side, that's a lot invested and it's fortunate that we have all yeah. this, that, that I have this, this group with me. Right. Yes. But then on the other side, when it's the dark side of that sword, it's like, oh shit, I've, I've put all these people at risk to do this. That's my, thing. that's my weakness is, is thinking <laughs> that and getting too caught up in that thought. Yeah. I have to, I have to talk myself out of that and just be like, no, no, no. You show up, go to the, go to the studio, do it. Just do yeah. what you do. Yeah. Just do what you do. And like you said earlier, like somehow the universe aligns and there, there isn't to my, to my understanding of humanity, there has been nothing more important than the creative part of humanity, right? Yeah. The, the art, music, sculpture, all those things, mm-hmm. right? They, they are like, there isn't, there isn't a fucking, you know, uh, museum of of lawn cutting right <laughs> right right nobody nobody really cares how you cut or didn't cut your maybe lawn. there is some who knows there, uh, there probably is we, i'm sure there is now now that i've <laughs> yeah. said it yeah <laughs> somebody's gonna complain yeah but like it's all about making these other kind of little ladders for the people coming after us to step up a little more to like what well, up is maybe not the right word well can just make can, more connections yeah just continuing continuing it on to see like i think about that i don't know if you think the same way but like when your kids see like what you're doing right mm-hmm. uh, i think about it all the time like i'm like okay so even if they don't choose to do this yeah 100 cool with me um they see that you can do something and you know uh work actually equals something that's like, really important yeah, yeah is to see you can do what you love mm-hmm. and there won't be a financial return per se no but it's okay to do what you love yeah but, that, especially in the English part of post, you know, yes. Second World War capitalist consumerist world that we are in right now, mm. which as we, as we look around is is kind of doomed as an ideology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see how much of the world it takes with it. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, to be doing what you love instead, like we're, we're, I think we did a pretty good job. We got uh, all three of them are like two of them are musicians living in Montreal. That's amazing. And the other one is coming up. He's doing lots of artwork and different things like that. And they, uh, it's not as a hobby. 
right? They understand that you can invest yourself in this creative life and yeah. it's worth doing. I feel sorry for the, for the kids out there whose parents are like, you know, you just got to get a job. That's well, it. I, I, I don't know that I feel sorry for them, but I, I feel sorry for kids right now in a world where since 1988, right, they've made massive cutbacks to art education, for mm -hmm. example, right? So there's a whole world of music and art that most kids don't get to experience any other way than through public schools. Yeah. And so when you cut that out more and more, yeah. well, where, what's the outlet for them? Well, and that's, that's, the, I feel exactly. bad for that, that people don't even yeah. know that these things exist. Exactly. You, you look at high suicide rates, high drug abuse rates, right? Yeah. High crime rates. Well, I think all those things would go down considerably if people knew there were other, like, I'm not saying art saves everything, but having that as something to do, you can still be like William Burroughs did heroin. Yes. Keith Richards did heroin. Yes. Right. And he finally quit smoking at, at 98 or whatever he is now. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Like, I, I heard that recently. Yeah. 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 It's because that whatever little bit of his can you imagine? Is left. Like why? Yeah, it's like why? <laughs> well, he, it must be that he just he can't do it, right? You're right. He can't actually <gasps> suck in air. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's <laughs> but, in rough shape. But without yes. knowing that those things exist, yeah, you know. I think, but I also think that's yeah. But good point. But that's also where where we're in a unique position where it can fall back on us. We can be like, okay this is what everyone's telling you and this is where the cutbacks are. And this yeah. is where you, you, people are saying you can't do it. Well, guess what? Like you totally can. I'm like, look, yeah. it's here. Like Van you Gogh, can do it. Van Gogh is the example I give to everybody who comes to, for painting lessons with me. Right. Is mm -hmm. it, if you, cause everyone, Oh, I don't know how to draw. Right. That's my favorite. Do you always get that? I can't even I, yeah, draw a stick. I man? can't even draw a stick, man. I'm like, that's hilarious. Yes. Tell me about your first moments uh, after birth. They pulled you out. Uh, they cut the cord and you, you leapt up onto the table and said, yeah. uh, I'm existentially angsty. I'm hungry. I need to defecate. Someone needs to hold me. Yeah. No, you went. Yeah. You did that for yeah. like three years. Yes. You became more articulate. So if you hold a pencil, you know, and you practice, that's all it is. It's practice. It is. So I, Van Gogh starts right, uh, and he draws for five years. Yeah. And then he paints for five years, and that's it. That's his whole career. It's ten years. Isn't that incredible? So if you started at 65 as a retiree, by 75, you could be as good as Van Gogh. Yeah. Period. That whole thing where people... Period. Yeah. And, and that, that's... Just a, from work. Yes. And that's a big thing where a lot of people feel like, time's up. Uh, why start anything now? Uh, it's, it's insanity. Like, fuck, these guys could be the next Van Goghs. And they, yeah. and they actually have all of the perfect elements. They don't have to do it for money. They don't have to worry about money. Can you imagine? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... All you need is a group of people who are also interested in that and you get together for an hour a day at the end of the day and look at each other's work. And you have one mentor, like Van Gogh didn't just invent this stuff. He didn't pull all this out of his ass. He, mm -hmm. he had mentors. He mm -hmm. learned how the paint works. He learned the craft of painting yep. and applied it to being him. And he never saw a cent. Well, that's a misnomer too, right? Like his brother sent him a lot of money. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. His brother, Van Gogh's brother sent him money every month. And, and if you look at the amount he was sending yeah. and the amount of family of four lived on, right. He was getting almost that much, oh, sometimes okay. more. Well, for, so, so for, the, okay. for the time he was doing fine. Yeah. Not like 200 he million. Felt bad. He felt bad because he wasn't making, <laughs> right. He wasn't making money. He right. was taking money. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, that but if you're on a pension and you could go and, and paint, 
yes. for four hours a day, right? Sure you could. Every day. Sure you could. That's nothing. And then start, right, like start. From from zero. You got, you, another, you got another, I don't know, 30, 40. And it may, even, it may have even been faster for, the, for somebody starting at 65 because they, they don't have to have anxieties. They don't have to worry themselves to death, right? <laughs> they just, That's the other, yeah. That's the other side of the co- you're done. coin right there is exactly. Start again in the morning. Yeah. Get, nothing can can squash creativity uh like fear <laughs> like fear and <laughs> and worry right so that's the other thing that um that i'm that you tackle with as a creative who's entirely freelance it's like yep so i'm again trying to tackle that one being like okay push that a little bit further back and just focus on what you can do every day like the it's the only thing in your control I've been thinking about getting one of those Dicky D ice cream uh, bikes <laughs> and putting paintings in it and just going around ringing the bells, like going on yeah. to, like a, and just selling paintings. Fuck man, that could work. Yeah. Like an art cart, right? Just little paintings. Art for cart. Bucks. Yeah. So go to like Bay street in Toronto, right? Cause I think you could put the cart thing onto the go train, the go bus, right? And just, that's what I'm right down talking down. about. <laughs> and just sell them right there. See my brain automatically. No galleries, no nothing, right? My brain automatically goes to social media. That would kill. You could do video. You could do, yeah. you, you, I would, like, come on. Like Wall Street. Come on. You know, go to New York City and sell to all those, you know. Like you said, bay, yeah, Bay. Like just people just like walking around like mindlessly, like, you know. And here's li- a ding, ding, hanging ding. their lives. And then here's John. <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah. Art for sale. Yeah. Get your hot, hot art here. Hot <laughs> no joke. No maybe, joke. Maybe. Eh? I just yeah. got to find a bike. <laughs> um, uh, so when you're not painting. Okay. So how many, how many hours a day are you painting? Um, for the most part, I have my schedule is, um, Theo gets on the bus at nine Mm -hmm. and then uh, he's home at four. Mm -hmm. So I have some classes during the day that I teach at my studio. And so from nine to four is sort of my time to work on my my paintings. Yeah. Uh, I do that five days a week and I I keep my weekends free for family stuff because I don't want to be an asshole. I mean, I'm perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm already probably pretty good at being an asshole. So I try to curtail, <laughs> right. I try to, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm a See, my no big, saint. My big thing I mean. is, no, my big thing is the phone, right? Cause I'm always, Oh yeah, yeah. I'm always trying to think of new things and I'm always looking stuff up. So I'm trying to get better at like putting that aside. Yeah. I, I'm not as excited about that. That's the beauty. I, I now in fairness, the, that's though, problem I don't, is, just because I don't have a phone out doesn't mean I'm not distracted in my own head. Yeah. There's that too, right? Yeah, but, you're always I, thinking. I try to, yeah. We, yeah. you know, we spend, we have dinner together every night. We, you know, I go to, we we have basketball games and things at T's game and the other yep. kids had like, it, you know, when they had gigs, we'd go to gigs. Yeah, they practice at home. Like we're, I think we're a pretty together family that way. Uh, that's amazing. So, and that's important because I don't want them to have to go through their twenties uh, working out shit their parents did to them or didn't do to them you know? yes right? yes no you're entirely <laughs> right um we Just, have to, we have to take a break in a sec yeah. but i'll leave off by saying you're entirely right because i've seen kind of what divorce can do and uh yeah like and, that's, and that's incre- a different different no issue, it but, is but, but it's important but it's so it, but it's so important to kind of keep yeah. that together yeah yeah okay i'll be right back yeah. Um, we're back. But yes, trade is a a, a big one. I'm just yeah. like 
I have a, a couple things going right now where it's like, you want to do this for this? Yep. Sounds good. Yeah. It is perfect. Oh yeah. I, I, I'm a big advocate for trade of any kind. Do you, um, you mentioned music earlier. Do you listen to any, like when you're working, do you like do anything to kind of occupy you while you're working or do you have to be silent? No, I, I, I'll listen to tunes some yeah. days. Yeah. Lots. Like I, I basically, I have a CD player. I don't have uh, internet to the studio. Yeah. So I can just be out there and not be distracted. I have a phone because yeah. our house phone doesn't reach that far. So that, yep. you know, if there's emergencies, people can text me and, and call me and stuff, but, uh, I'm out there. I work, uh, I just throw on a CD and I'll listen to that same CD like all week, maybe. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, I've got these, uh, like miles Davis, they put out Columbia, put out these box sets. So I would have like a favorite record of miles Davis, for yeah. example, like, uh, I, I love that tribute to Jack Johnson record. So I listened to that all the time on vinyl when I was young and then I taped yeah. it and then I, you know, I lost it and found a CD of it and listened to it again. And, and then they put out this box set and it's like 18 extra hours of music from those recording sessions. Wow. So you're so like, I'll all right, one disc in that I've, <laughs> I've not heard any of it. And I'll just play that for a week. That's crazy. And it's beautiful. I'll yeah. get on kicks like that too. Yep. Where it's like, I usually go to like, um, like hip hop or like yeah, actually like raging Against machine. Yeah, Sometimes I'll I, throw that in. Cause I love that. I like all kinds of stuff. Depends on what I'm working on. Even like if it's something that rush. Yeah. Well, <laughs> honestly, I, no holds barred for me. Like I'll whatever at the moment. Well, I was a drummer, right? So Neil, oh, okay. Neil Peart, uh, rest his soul. Uh, he was like, uh, that was my thing was yeah. for, I think from the time I was about 11 till 15, probably 85, 90% of the music I listened to was just Rush. Really? And all eh? I did was practice Rush songs on the drums. Yeah. 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 Were you in a, you were in a band? I've been in lots of bands. Yeah. yeah. And, and amazingly, all the Rush licks I learned yeah. are useless anywhere except in Rush songs. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of like, ah, oh, shit. I got to put in a two-bar fill here. And they're like, uh, no, it's Mustang Sally. Oh. <laughs> I wish. Instrument is <laughs> one thing. I, I wish I could. I wish I could. I tried alto sax when I was in grade eight. Yeah. And because we, we moved here in grade eight and everyone else had already been playing instruments all the way up. I was the only kid in the class who didn't know how to play an instrument. So where did you go to school? Armor Heights. Okay. So uh, uh, Mr. Eakins, our teacher at the time said, you know, what do you want to play? I said, I know, I don't know, an alto sax or a saxophone because yeah. I thought it sounded cool. Yeah. Sure. So he put me in a room by myself. I just played this. I was literally, pre I did nothing. And he's like, okay, well, you tried, whatever. But my friend, I'll give you a C. Yeah, my friend is a professional drummer, and for Who's that? for Yamaha, Michael Beauclair. Oh shit, yeah, that guy's wicked snare drum guy, right? Yeah, so you and, know him, and beautiful backup vocals too. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. we've been friends in high since high school, and um, uh, another story of just going at it hard until you make it. Yeah, like, dude, never. I don't think he. The only job I've known him have was Hair blockbuster he worked at blockbuster for okay. when that's it and then he went right from that to he busted his way into uh um a music conference in toronto wasn't invited he had to be it was invite only he busted his way in and he had he made his own music book and started handing it out and then he ran he left and he got a call he's like yeah this is amazing and that's how it, awesome. like stuff like that yeah. i just i I just love it. I just love it. And I think it's a, it's such a powerful message to anybody out there who, like, again, any stage of life, 
bust your way in. Like, yeah. who the fuck knows? So he, yeah, because that's right. He does uh, uh, line drumming, right? Yeah. So, so yes. Full, full, uh, like drum and chorus for, for, for high schools, universities, right? Yeah, you got it. So yeah. he was in high school, he was in drum line. That was his yeah, thing. That's the, sorry, drum line. Yeah. No. And, uh, yeah, now so now he does uh, St. Michael's College in Toronto, and then, um, and then he's he started Drumline Magazine, and he heads up the the Canada Drumline Federation. Like but that's just, a huge thing, right? Like all over Canada and the United States. It's Drumline. It, oh, it is. Yeah. It's actually blown up over yeah. the years. Yeah. So I always use him as an example of like, you know, if you want something like being a professional drummer, that's a tough one. Like, mm-hmm. what do you do? Yeah. Like, I don't know. You can be in a band. Yeah. There are lots of guys like mm-hmm. uh, Humber, for example, or University of Toronto. That's where he went. All he went to Humber. that come out of there. Yes. Every year they crank out 500 of the world's greatest drummers. Right. Well, for guys like me, it's like, mm, yeah. what do you do? Right. Turns out knowing very little about drums has yeah. been really helpful. <laughs> I'm never trying. Like, I learned that eventually. Yeah. Not, not first off, but I learned, oh, yeah, if you don't play everything you know yeah. every two seconds. Right. It's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to <laughs> keep my headspace there too. It's just I try not to know too much. Well, now I just do nothing, right? I'll yeah. play drums. I got a gig this Sunday at uh, Hot Belly Mamas. We do this beautiful jazz. Oh, thing. that's cool. And I kind of uh, I just play uh, almost nothing, and I, I make a joke. It's not a joke, but it's a serious effort during. Like it'll throw me a drum solo. It's yeah. jazz stuff, right? And and I'll play like literally nothing, but you will hear people talking at a table because they didn't realize they were supposed to shut up because. There's a soloist going, right? It's awesome. And you'll get this, you know, I'll throw your stick at them. No, I just stop. Yeah. And then, and they're like, and all of a sudden there's, you really, what you hear are people listening. Yeah. And that's an exciting sound. That's crazy. Yeah. So you, yeah. So you're in the music kind of. Yeah. I still play. And then, and then the art world too. Yep. Yeah. So I have two jobs. Wish I could, my brain could work that. Right. That are stupid. Well, like when I was a musician uh, for a long time, I started when I was 15. I was a pro. I was in with, you know, the musicians union. I had mm-hmm. gigs, mm-hmm. had a little record out with one of the bands and, you know, all kinds of, it's not very good. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and I put out a couple of different things over the years and, uh, yeah, we, we would, uh, where am I going with this? Oh yeah. Making money. Like I was making a hundred bucks a night, right? Five nights a week. That's all right. So that's in 91. My rent at the time was $124 a month. You're killing. Yeah. So imagine that, right? You're making two grand a month cash. Yeah. Like why stop? You're like, why stop? <laughs> so uh, that's all I did was play drums and drank beer. It was great. And then draw a little bit on the side and read books and, you know, so, but now here it is 20, 20 something, 30 years almost later, yeah. 30 years later. Yeah. I'm lucky to get 75 bucks a night sometimes. Right. So if a doctor from 1993 right was getting paid less than what they were getting paid in 1993 they wouldn't be a doctor they wouldn't be so we're a part of this weird world where yes i kind of love music so much that i have to keep doing it i i try not to do it for free because that's not fair but you're loving it but i have to do it like Eh, that's dumb (laughs) but it's so not though right it's so not dumb well can you imagine a world where nobody saw anything or heard anything other than just talking and windows. Yeah, exactly. Right, like a world without art or music. Yeah, would be a much different place. It would be. Yeah. Would now be no there's fun. a problem where it's been turned into a thing where we are forced to be producers of these things. Yep. As opposed to uh, 
uh, inventors of these things at the benefit of both ourselves and society. Yep. We kind of got screwed, I think, in that that part of capitalism, right? Yeah, yeah. For lack of a better word, yeah. But that's sort of the world. That's the world we live in. There is a lot of that, like I said earlier, going on on social media where, um, oh look, like we have there's Instagram, so I'm going to become an artist mm-hmm. and I'm oh, going to try yeah. to cash in. I have a camera on my phone. I'm a photographer, now. right? Of course. Or you know, like the flip side of that is it's cool because it's an avenue for people to experiment and build mm-hmm. a business. Like it's it's like a legitimate thing. Yeah. But there is that convenience store kind of feel to it, right? Sometimes where it's like, oh God, yeah. please stop. Like, you know, I don't know. There, I love the marriage of the two where it's like, um, for example, like when I work digital, but I still, I still need that. I still need that tactile feel. Like I need material on material mm-hmm. kind of feel. Yeah. Um, do you ever feel like you want to try digital? Have you ever thought about it? Um, maybe parts of it. I've heard some things about virtual 3D painting that sound kind of interesting. I've done that. Yeah, that it'll blow your mind. Cool. But, but uh, you know, I have enough trouble with the the real world. I don't yeah. know if I need to add a virtual, uh, yeah. more of a virtual world to it. Yeah. Like, because um, like when I because when I paint on the when I uh, draw or paint on the iPad, the materials are like. They've done such a crazy job at making things feel and look like, like the actual thing. Right. I think you might find it interesting. So the, I guess the question would be, what's what's the benefit of the virtual thing? Okay. Well, for me, thing? because mine is more of this in the end of like commercial art, so it's it's I can send off drafts to clients really quick. Yes. I can you know do multiple revisions and it's done super quick. Yeah. So for the that part makes sense speed and um just the ease of correcting and reworking mm-hmm. like that just makes sense so now there the difference being if i'm going to do a painting yeah I, I don't think they have algorithms yet that that offer enough uh chance to what what oil paint will do because if i have no a lump of white in the middle that i didn't know was there and i put that stroke on and it's like oh that's not what i wanted but oh that's actually really nice well, exactly you can't duplicate that yeah kind of experience there's there's all those elements that that aren't quite in no you're right you're right and it does have the brushes like it has watercolor but it's it is still very limited mm-hmm. right and there is that like i said the the, the two worlds are like Man, like when you hold a brush and the feeling of the paint in the brush, and there's nothing like that. There's just nothing like it. So you can't do. There's no way to duplicate that actual feeling. Mm-hmm. But they're getting very close to the actual oil paint or ink or whatever being laid down like that. But it's not. It's not the same. What, one interesting thing is is like a film like that one they just made about Van Gogh, where mm-hmm. where they had whatever 150 thousand. Oh man, was oil that crazy? Right to make up the film. That was. Uh, pretty cool that was amazing do you see the behind the scenes to that at all yeah like they had it was like a factory they had like yeah i don't know how many painters in there just going yeah now it was cool because they they would project the image they needed you to paint and you would fill it in with paint oh i didn't know that okay so So it was like a paint by number kind of thing well and ish yeah 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 and that i mean otherwise but it was they would have still had to have they still physically painted every one of those yeah 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 it was pretty cool that was awesome that's a neat blend of yeah uh, digital and again your analog your your animation thing like could yeah. be along the same lines like 
just doing that. And, kind and of what I'm trying to do with that is I have a friend who's, who's really into programming and coding and mm-hmm. knows how to make algorithms that will include all these bizarre twists that I want. So instead of trying to set up, uh, like 20 images that repeat, yeah, I want a way to make 60 images be 20 images a second that never repeat. So as it moves through, there's nothing about the scene you're seeing, because I think if you had a loop of a one second thing or three, three seconds that were every three seconds, it was the same thing. You notice very quickly. Oh, that's the same thing. Yeah. It's like those old cartoons. You see that where they read the backgrounds the same. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I want it to be something that changes the whole time. Yeah. And, and he says there are ways to do that. That's so crazy. Cool. I, I, um, there's a guy in town, um, Sean Bruce, who does, uh, augmented reality stuff. And I, there's, um, a way that you can have people, um, interact with your, with your work, with your, with your, I was more interested in my mural stuff mm-hmm. and, um, it's kind of on the back burner, but I want to find a way where, um, you can do that. So I basically, what happens is you draw, you paint or draw your mural and then you have an app on the phone and you hold the iPad up or whatever to the the mural and it actually morphs and does stuff. Cool. So, and, and could they like color it or do something like that? I don't know. Uh, probably. Cause that would be neat. Cause then you could have your mural becomes uh, like a, like a, a coloring book. Yes. That they so come people could too and they do yeah. that. And then if they send, you know, yes. send it to my website, I'll print it off. Yeah. And uh, like shit like that, and it'll be like five bucks, and I'll send it to you, yeah, or whatever. You it's know? endless, man. Like, like ten, <laughs> Their the next, colored version of yeah, the thing. Yeah. The next ten years, I don't even know. It's going to be insanely awesome. But we live in a crazy time where oh, all yeah. that stuff's possible. But but my favorite part of the crazy time is that nobody is yet inverting all of these things. Like they, it's like, oh look at this, I can make exactly the same poster every time digitally. Yeah, it's like, well, that's boring as shit. Yes. I would I would much rather see here's a book where every illustration is different. It's yeah. in a different position mm-hmm. and, and maybe shift the text around a bit or so that everybody who had a book, it was an original book. Yeah. Yes. And use the digital tools to make that happen. Right? Yes. Yeah. There is, yeah, there's a million and one ways that like, again, the time we live in, man. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Certain aspects of that are very exciting. Um, what else do I have for you here? I'm I going know. through my list. Well, we've had like 18 beers each now. So. I know, there's at least. <laughs> you can have another one if you want. No, that's good. Um, I still got work to do. Oh, yeah. So we'll, we'll finish it off soon, but um, I always ask people what what advice you could give to someone kind of coming up. In the know, art world? In the art in world. in general? I, I, art I world. think, well, you could say either. Cause, in general, uh, microdosing. No. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. One of my now friends, you're going to go home and do it. One of my friends has it. just told me about this and I'm like, what? No, it's a legit thing. It, yeah. It sounds, yeah. it sounds. You don't have to take much. It just, uh, listen. Yeah. Okay. I don't know though. This, I, all, I, this I, is a whole other. I can't imagine it anymore. Yeah. Back when I had no kids, it, that would make no, sense. No, I did. Uh, about three years ago, I had a really bad one. But a we, really bad microdosing. No, it was more than microdose. <laughs> Um, I laid under uh, some trees and they were breathing. It was really creepy. That's supposed to be good. No, it wasn't. No, it was supposed to be good. It was not good for me. Yeah, I just work. Caffeine is great. Yes. Yeah, that's what I love. Yes. Yeah, same. 
Uh, oh, I have mushroom coffee too. Oh, sweet. It's supposed to be really good for the brain. Yeah. <laughs> um, so any, any, uh, advice. Yeah. Work hard, work hard. Right. And make the time that's, there's no other way around it. You can't find the time. You have to make the time. Yeah. 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 Anybody who, anybody who right now is in high school and is like, I love art. I want to do art for the rest of my life. Take a year, mm-hmm. tell your parents, I'm taking this year off, find a mentor, get a part-time job work your part-time job and and spend 20 hours a week for the next year doing art. Yeah. And if you like that, then if you think a school will be beneficial, go to that school. Yeah. Otherwise, that's the best spend advice. Spend a year, spend a year, make some money, do art and yeah. have a great life, right? Yeah. Don't don't go to They're in such a kids in the, are in such a, an amazing position at the get go there mm-hmm. where they can like you said earlier, when when no one has any obligations, yep. you can. Sky's literally the limit. You can try anything. You can test things. You don't have to worry about consequences. There's just, I mean, well, pro- yeah. provided there's you know, some. <laughs> don't steal cars. <laughs> try not to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you can test. You can find out what you love, and then yeah. make a go of it. Especially if you know really. Because on. that's the difference. Is that as uh, if you're going to get into art full time mm-hmm. as a as a quote lifestyle. You have to be prepared to deal with a lot of not great times. <laughs> oh my God. And if you if you go to school, like I, I can't imagine the pressure of that. I'm now twenty two and I have a like a thirty thousand dollar debt yep. that has put me out with a cohort of artists who are all as good as me. Yep. And yep. and we're all at thirty thousand a year. Yeah. Like or you know, we're all that yes. far in the hole. Yes. That would be a nightmare. Yes. Um, that's not how people did it. That's not how it should be done. Go, no. go be you. Right. Yes. And, and this is again, part of relativity, part of quantum physics, part of mechanics, all that stuff is that you are the only you there ever will be. Mm-hmm. And, and that is just as valuable as any other you on the planet that has been or will be right. Yep. There's, there's no way for that to be like, there, there's n- nobody's better than anyone. No, just be you who you are. And, and yeah, that is probably perfect advice right there. Literally. Um, I appreciate you coming on. Well, thanks for it's having me. It's, it's been really fun and really cool getting to sit across from you and like chat. And, uh, and I hope we can do it again soon. And yeah, keep... well, we should get together again and talk about politics next time. No, 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 no. <laughs> that would be one side. You would talk and I would listen. Cause I, no, no, no. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. Quantum mechanics as it applies to uh, capitalism. Oh, oh man oh. okay well maybe yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the microdose yeah. Oh, Jesus. yeah all right it's well if it's for science okay. it's for science yeah okay thanks john thanks everybody thanks, thanks publican bye-bye